0: Immediately a man was nailed to the cross. He lost all his rights. And if you ever get nailed to the cross, you'll lose all yours too. We love ourselves so much. And who are we we talking about now? Unbelievers? No. So-called believers who have never understood what it is to take up the cross and put self to death. See, because in the last days there's going to be very little preaching about the cross and death to self-life. It's almost unheard of in most churches today and never heard of in Christian television. And so, when there's no preaching against death on death to self, self is going to flourish in the lives of many Christians. They won't even know that you cannot follow Jesus if you love yourself. I don't ask people if they're saved anymore. Who isn't saved? From the White House to the jailhouse. I look a person in the eye and say, does Christ live in you? I was saved in... I didn't ask you that. I'm asking you, does Christ live in you? Christianity is the only religion in the world where a man's God comes and lives inside of him. Thanks be to God! that when I finally acknowledge that I
1: can't do this, it's not possible for me to live the Christian life on my own. I'm not called to chart my own course. I'm not called to create my own destiny and ask God to bless it. I'm called to follow him. I'm called to give up the rights to my life and walk with a Holy Savior. I'm called to let his mind be formed in me His life become my life. His ways become my ways. His purpose become my purpose. His plan become my plan.
0: And then the power of God will come upon me.
1: Sounds like a daunting bunch of things that we have to surrender ourselves to. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion International Ministries podcast. It is the devil's darkest day. Well, it's one of them anyway of the year. It is Halloween, October the 31st, 2022. We have been doing a deep dive into 1 Peter, but we're going to take a little break from that today. We'll still look at a verse in 1 Peter that uh, fit with the theme of this is being Halloween, and should we, should we, as believers in Christ, have any part of this thing? Now, there's all kinds of different thoughts on this. There's all kinds of uh, uh, belief systems that, that just give you a lot of, you know, leeway. Go ahead, do it. Once saved, always saved. You know. I I gotta say, I the only thing I get out of it, and I shouldn't, is some candy. <laughs> you know. And I, I say that with a tongue in cheek and a little bit of a chuckle, you know, but as a diabetic, I try to watch what I'm doing. But man, there's some good stuff that just pops up around here at this time of the year, these little peanut butter taffy little things they're really quite good but you know to get into the whole dress up thing and uh go out and trick-or-treating and you know we don't around where we're at out here in the sticks there is none so that's made it easy to steer around that one but we are called we are called to a higher purpose and it You know, today I could go into some really deep, dark things. And, and, you know, I have in the past um, shared on social media platforms with people who wanted to, uh, you know, oh, this is my favorite holiday. Uh, You know, probably was mine at one time, too. And then the Lord came into my heart, into my life into my being the holy spirit took over you know uh there's certain movie stations you know on on the tv that this is a whole month of you know halloween flicks and several 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 years ago i'd sit and watch them you know oh yeah i remember that you know now it's like really hard because i'm struggling against a a holy God that that has taken up residence within me to do it. Now, some people will say, oh, I don't watch any of that. You know, how can he do that? Well, you know, it's just the nature of man, you know, but what happens is you, if I watch it, it starts, you know, because the original Halloween movie came out, the name Halloween came out in 1978. I was about 17. It was a scary flick. And you know, we all, we all went to see it or whatever. And then we couldn't wait for it to hit HBO and record it on our, you know, ancient VCRs, watch it over and over again, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, I got to tell you that it, it, it has lost its appeal. We, we are to not go back and try to relive our past. Now, if you use that, like I just did this analogy, you know, to, show that there's there's something that we need to be doing other than that. We're supposed to aspire our, our way towards a higher calling in, in Christ Jesus and not be drugged down into the remembering all the things that we used to do and, you know, uh, kind of pining over it, you know. I can drive around the area and I can look. You know, oh, I remember what I did right there at that spot right there. And the devil loves that because usually it wasn't something godly. You know, it's not like I'm pointing at a church and saying, I remember when I went there. Or, you know, that I witnessed to a guy in that house. It's usually something, you know, that I did that I should not have been doing more like that bar that I used to hang out in or, you know, we got loaded up over here, whatever, you know, and then just that's, that's the kind of thing that Satan loves for you to get yourself caught in. And, uh, we're going to get off that subject because the thing of it is, is Halloween comes around every year and every year, all the trappings with it and it gets more and more, I mean, they make billions of dollars off of this holiday. That is deeply rooted in the demonic. Now I don't care who says it or what. It's demonic. It's satanic. It's a satanic holiday. The the uh, you know it, people will say, well, I don't believe all that stuff. It doesn't matter what we want to believe. It's what the dark side does believe. And they do a lot. There's a lot of rituals that go with this holiday uh, and that kind of thing. You don't want to believe in witches and warlocks and sorcerers and demonics and all that. They both trust me. They exist. They're out there and they're doing their bidding to their master, Satan, to drag as many people down as they can. Now, because I like to do this, I'm going to just go ahead and throw a song on that's a pretty good one. It's called That Name by the Will Banks, and it's about the the one whom we serve, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer. His name is Jesus. And then immediately after this, we're going to dive into the Bible very deeply, as I love to do, and we're going to look at a lot of, of stuff today uh i'll try not to be boring about it i never want to be a a boring bible teacher or preacher i just want you to you know come away from this one if you listen to it knowing that you know you might not get around to it till tomorrow and you know i should have done it yesterday or the day before but it felt correct to do it on the day So I pray that, you know, you get a chance to listen to me today and we'll cover some things and we'll look at what God thinks about these dark days. Here we go. The Wheelbanks.
0: no rival its greatness cannot be explained divine authority over every breathing thing nothing hinders nothing stops the sovereign name Jesus Jesus just the mention of the name Jesus. Jesus, the very atmosphere changes, bound to free, sickness leaves, broken hearts are new. A soothing sound, a sweet refrain Just like a jet rain Sets the troubled mind at ease Peace and safety can be found When we speak the name of Jesus, Jesus Just the mention of the name Jesus, Jesus, the very atmosphere changes. Found a free, Bound sickness free. leaves broken hearts anew again. By the power of that mighty name. to the name, faith increases when we speak it, chains are broken in the name, strongholds conquered in the name.
1: soulful sounding stuff that name that name of Jesus and you know there's a I like to get the tone set for when we get right into this thing because uh, this is one of those things that where you, you run into a lot of oh well we're just doing it for the kids or the grandkids speaking of Halloween and, you know, there's so many reasons why we should not play around with certain things. And, you know, you'll get people that will tell you, well, you shouldn't do Christmas because that's a Chris Christ mass, you know, it's a Catholic thing, and it's formed around paganism. Now, I will say this, you know, for those of you, I used to do this. I never, I don't dress up. I don't give out candy anymore. I, I had some gospel tracks and I had some gospel coins that a fellow out in California sent me a box full and, um, I still have a bunch of them cause he, he just, he's, he mailed as many as he could get and He's, he had them made up. This guy was something else. Uh, and I would hand those out to the kids. I'd say I don't have any candy but I do have this this is interesting and hand it to them and you know with their parents blessing and most of them had no problem with that I mean come on you're not you're not trying to subvert pervert or uh, introvert or any other kind of vert anybody you're just I'm, I would I would do what I could to, and I'm not bragging on myself I'm just saying this is something we all can do is is get out there and try to get the word out you know you you might not be able you might not feel like you're the evangelist of the family or uh whatever but the thing of it is is we all can do a little piece and that's one thing you do get a hold of some gospel tracts there's there are some um i th- i can't remember the name of it now i'll have to look it up and throw it out there sooner or later. Uh, about. It's a Christian organization and they sell books. It's not Christianbook.com, but it's another one. They sell books, they sell tracks, and they have a host of them that you can print out for free The Romans Road, You know, The Way to Salvation, The uh, Unavoidable Preacher, and stuff like that. These are, and I've read several of them, I've downloaded and printed a few of them out there. They're really quite good that kind of stuff, throw that in the candy bag. And there's nothing wrong with giving out a a, a Snickers bar or, or whatever, you know, you can do that. That's, I mean, none of these things do I believe send you squalling into hell, but we have what we should have in our lives is to realize what we're playing with, what we're involved with, even at the, the basic level. Of taking the grandkid out dressed up as a little skeleton or witch or whatever, which you should never do. Get him trained right. Train a child up as he as when he's young, and he will do right as he's old. Right, that kind of thing. Now let's just look at some things. And I've got a mess of scripture, Uh, and we we won't get ourselves caught in the weeds on. Any one particular, but several of them we will we will open up and, and really go into. Exodus twenty-two and eighteen. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. From the you now the the Bible is not <clears throat> one of those it's you know people say, Well, that's you know, believing in witches and warlocks and the Bible talks very much, and we will see that today as we go through here, a lot, a lot about witchcraft, and some witches had that ability to do conjuring and such. This this is a dark art. So, you know, do you really want to dress up, you know, little Susie or Bobby as a witch or a warlock? Well, these days, the boy could be a witch too. I mean, a it's just getting sickening with that. but um, We carry forward and we read in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 15 and verse 23. Uh, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now he's speaking to Saul, Saul King Saul, the first king of the Israelites, or Israel. And Saul started out good, and he went right down the he, rebellion. When you rebel against God, it is the, is the same as witchcraft to him. Now, I know that in our lives, all of us at one point or another have probably done some rebellion, the rebelling. I know I have. I have to repent. I have to ask for forgiveness, confess my sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive me my sins. And I, I hold strong to that one. We're going to keep moving through First Samuel, and everybody should know, I hope, about the when Saul went to see a woman known as the Witch of Endor. Now, if you have ever watched 1960s TV, you should know the word Endor, the name Endor. There was a witch on a show called Bewitched. Uh, I forget what. Samantha, I guess, the the pretty little witch. And then her mother's name was Endora. Then uh so Saul, that where'd they get that from? Well, they got it from right here. They pulled it from the Bible, the Witch of Endor. And Saul went to see her because he was so concerned. He 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 God had left him. The Holy Spirit had left Saul. He was he had gone from this valiant king to a man eaten up with jealousy and rage over being tipped away from being king or any of his seed his sons ever after him and it was given unto David as we know now Psalm I'm sorry 1st Samuel 1 or 1st Samuel goodness gracious 1st Samuel 28 verse 7 then Saul said unto his servants seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit he's, he's looking for one He's looking for one. Now, at one point in his past, he had gone about killing them all. He'd done what pretty much what God wanted. He wanted them wiped out. So he's asking his servants, go find me a woman that has a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor, verse 20 verse 8 of 1st Samuel 20 and Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment raiment and he went and two men with him and they came to the woman by night and he said pray thee divine unto me the familiar by the by the familiar spirit and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest. What? Behold, the woman said to him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. And wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life? So she knew it. She. She'd come to know, hey, this is old Saul. He's come to kill me. And Saul swore to her, or swear to her by the Lord, saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. He's going into cahoots with a witch. He's joining hands with this witch, this woman with a familiar spirit, so that he can call up Saul, uh, Samuel sorry and gain some information because he's lost his ability to speak and hear from the lord that is a place none of us want to be but if you happen to slide that far you definitely don't want to go to a witch to find out what's going on <clears throat> So he, but in any swears to her, out, out, nothing will happen to you. Even though prior to this, he wiped them all, all out. Then the woman said, "Whom shall I bring up unto thee?" And he said, "Bring me up Samuel." And the and here's here's where it gets a little freaky. Now some people say they don't believe that it, it was Samuel, but I, I believe it was. And when the woman saw Samuel in verse twelve, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, "Why hast thou deceived me?" For thou art Saul, now she knows, and the king said unto her, Be not afraid. For what sawest thou? And the woman said unto her, Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Little g gods. So that's demons. And, you know, we know the story after that. You know, Samuel says, Why have you done this thing? And for this reason, you are going to get wiped out. You and your son. And the next day they were dead. So I believe she was, she was scared. She, she had probably done, you know, like a lot of people today that get into this new age stuff and they play with the, uh, Ouija boards and they play around with yoga and doing all kinds of transcendental meditation and all the things we have. We have never gotten too deep in here talking about, but you know, it's out there, it's available. And people do these things, and they they think they're talking to their ascended masters or some higher caliber individuals that can give them all kinds of insight. And then one day they show their real faces and it scares them to death. Not literally, but, you know, it scares them to a point where they run from this mess that they've gotten themselves into first Peter remember first Peter we we've been there for a while first Peter 1 14 as obedient children you should be not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance now that's what I was talking about before you know you get into the Oh, I used to do this over here, and I used to do that. I remember when I used to go there, you know, all that stuff. You know, and then, you know, you kind of start to yearn for it. You, you know, I, I kind of want to. You can get to the point where you actually kind of like fantasize about it. Let's talk about some more witches. Acts 16, 16. We're in the New Testament now. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. And this is Paul, and he ran into this woman, and uh, she kept walking around saying, Paul, and, I think it's Paul and Silas. Goes to Acts 16 in our Bibles. See, these, this, this little girl, she's making all kinds of money for her masters. These guys have her on the hook. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way to salvation or the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, to the spirit that's in her. God had given him that much um, insight, that much uh, spiritual um, insight. Let's just go with that. He turned to her, being grieved, and he said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Then her masters found out about it. Of course, Paul and his partners all ended up in jail. I think it's Paul and Silas that ended up being beaten first. Yes, it is Silas. I'm sorry. And they they drew them. They beat, they beat them in the marketplace. They threw them into the inner parts of the prison which is you know you don't want to go to any prison but these fellows ended up on the innermost part of the prison the worst part you can be in the, the the horrific area you don't want to be there folks it's not a good place to go and they they sat down there and they they started singing and praying and 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 getting all uh they were having, they were having a worship service in the prison. Would you be able to do that? But they did, and they were released, and the jailer was, uh, was, was uh, saved as well. It just you know, the, the, the power of God can overcome the power of darkness every time. It takes faith, it takes the spirit living within you and that's, you know, Leonard Ravenhill was a little English fellow that I've been playing in my openings lately, and I, that one there, I, I kind of like it, I just made it today, where he says, I don't ask people if they're saved anymore. Everybody's saved from the, from the White House to the, to the jailhouse. They're all saved. Yeah, I'm saved, yeah. And then they want to say, well, I got saved. He says, that's not what I'm asking you. He says, I want to ask you, does Christ live within you? This is the only religion, the only belief system where the God you believe in, your God, actually comes and takes up residence within his servants, in his people. So there you have it. You know, does Christ live within you? Would you be able to sit in the jail and and sing and pray and praise God and and, you know, maybe preach out loud till the point where they they said, look, you need to stop because, you know, my bosses are going to, you know, they're going to kill me for letting you do this. Proverbs 4.14, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not the way of evil men. 4.15, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away see why am i reading these things and i'm going to try to post all these into the uh the show notes as i call them so that you can't get away from them if you if you go to the uh anchor podcast thing or wherever you listen um it took me a while to go around on the uh, blueletterbible.org website gather all these together you know collate them together as you do online and i really think there's some good stuff here L- listening to god and following his lead he's telling us in proverbs 4 to not to enter into the path of the wicked stay away from the wicked stuff what's the wicked that wicked that's going to show his face one day anything that's not of god god does no wicked thing so what, the wicked stuff has got to come from somewhere doesn't it let's look at uh in, in proverbs 4 and 15 avoid it pass not by it turn from it and pass away Turn your back on this stuff, in Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, I think, chapter three. As I'm speaking, I'm turning. He, what's he say? He says, you know, of these people, there's there's a certain listing of people that they just, you know, they're all about themselves, and you know, we can fall into that. All of us can. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such, turn away. Now, when I bring that up in a church type of thing, oh, now we don't do that. Here's 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 part of that. Uh, this know also, that in the last days, those days we're living in right now, Perilous times shall come. Now I'm not saying tomorrow the rapture happens. I'm not saying tomorrow Christ comes back. I'm not because you know we got at least seven years before that happens. And we haven't seen a temple built, and we haven't seen the devil pop his head up. For men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitor. You know, how about that? They hate Christians, don't they? Anything Christian, you bring it up during the debates about abortion and all this gender fluidity that goes on, all oh, you Christians, you're so close minded you don't you hate people, we don't hate them. We're trying to keep them from doing something that they're going to wish they had not done, even a tattoo. trust me on that one. you'll get to a day where you'll wish you had not done us we see I see these young ladies all up and down their arms, someday their kids will be like, wow, well, you know." I can do it too, right, Mom? Oh, yeah, why not? Oh, my goodness. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with lusts and led away by diverse lusts. Laden with sins, I'm sorry, laden with sins and led away by diverse lusts. Ever learning never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, the truth. I, you know, the one thing about the King James Bible that I I wish they could do it without violating copyrights and all that kind of thing or whatever it has, because the pronouns that refer to God and Jesus should be all capitalized. They usually are not, and I'm not knocking the Bible. I'm going to be wrong. I understand it. I know what's going on. And things like when coming to the knowledge of the truth. To me, when you see the truth, it's Jesus. He is the truth. Does he not say that? I'm the truth. I'm the light. I'm the way. But we know. I mean, if now I hope. If you didn't know, you do now. Yeah, it goes on. you. Know, uh, he basically says "You evil men. And seducers, they're gonna they're gonna get worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So Timothy, don't he's telling Timothy, don't let these people you know turn away from them. As a last resort, sometimes you do. You have to just say, "I'm not messing with that." We're on that uh, haters of God thing that these people seem to have. Let's look at Romans one thirty. Romans one thirty, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. Every Time you turn around movie producers invent some new evil thing uh we spoke of the large franchise of halloween uh the halloween franchise i don't know how many movies they've made i didn't look up because i don't care but you have an evil person within it who cannot die he keeps coming back and shoot him he falls out windows they burn him to death and he comes back. it's you know he he was created in in the mind of a of a person somewhere to embody all the horror and hell of this holiday called Halloween now. I know, I was a pregnant pause. Try not to do that because I got plenty to say. I don't need to leave any open spots. I want to say Ephesians chapter 5 is a good place to land now. And uh, the reason I say that is a couple of verses there. I, I, in my in my show notes in front of me, I do not have one that I believe be, that really belongs there. Ephesians chapter five, and we'll start in verse ten. Ephesians five, verse ten, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them those last three words or four words but rather reprove them that's what that's what I'm attempting to do now is show just how the evilness of this day and the things that go on are in direct opposition What God wants us doing. Now I know that some of you are sitting there going, I don't even know why he's doing this, because I'm not involved in this thing. But you know people who are. We all do. And they they make excuses. They say it's okay. I know I know churches in the past. I never, I would have never, never would I get involved in this one. But I know churches in the past who would get the youth group together and they'd have a little prayer time, you know, or whatever and read a Bible verse or two and have a, and tell a story or three. And then they'd all get on the bus and they'd go to the haunted houses. Cause you know, the JC's you're not, Hey, when I was an unsaved, unwashed out in the darkness, kind of dude, we went to those things, but I wasn't in a church. I was just a, you know, an idiot running with the world we didn't see anything wrong with it because we weren't trying to reprove the unfruitful works that they're unfruitful works of darkness that's supposed to grab hands with it like saul did with the uh witch at endor he re, he actually went into a fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness He said, nothing's going to happen to you. You'll be fine. She was afraid he would kill her. And he said, don't worry about it. It won't happen. I want you to call up Samuel. And she did. Reprove them. Make them, put the light on them. Because when the light hits darkness, what happens? It runs away. Like a cockroach would run underneath the stove. Sick thought, but that's just the truth verse five, uh, Ephesians five, verse 12, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Now this covers a multitude of darkness and I'm not trying to speak too much about what they do in secret. Just what you see right out there in your face the movies, the, uh, the, the, the parties, you know, and I've been in churches that had harvest day parties, you know, to kind of, and somebody always invent, they dress up, they come in a costume. Ah, just cute. Just kids. Verse 13 in Ephesians five, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. So when you reprove them, you shine that light on them. You show what they're really all about. Like I said, I could go into the mythology. I can go into the the history of horror that goes with this holiday, where it came from, where it'll probably go to, and where it can lead you to if you want to become really engrossed in it. And again, I know people; they just dress kids up, and it's fun, and all that. But what are we doing? Are we showing them the the way that? Did you think, you know, two thousand years ago, everybody was dressing up and doing this thing? Yeah, the pagans were. It all comes from that. It comes from druids and and all these weirdos that were into witchcraft and sorcery and all the others. And and you scaring away the evil spirits of the dead and all this guy just, you know, again, I don't want to go deep into that because we don't need to really expose that much of it, where it came from. It's, it's all available for you on the internet so that you know what you got your grandkids, your kids, yourself into because When it's made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. All things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Let's look at one of those books of the Bible that everybody tries to steer clear of because it's too hard to understand and it's scary. Revelation twenty one eight. I've used this many times Many times. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire, and brimstone which is the second death. Revelation twenty one. Verse 8. So there you have that, don't you? we we got to be careful. You know, okay, again, that verse tells you if you get into all this and you want to become a whoremonger, a a sorcerer, an idol, you're going to spend a lot of time in the second death which is the lake that burns with brimstone fire nobody wants that i don't care who they are they, they say oh i'm gonna go to hell and i'm gonna spend eternity with my friends because no i not know i ain't got none in heaven you got one in heaven if you've if you've surrendered to him If you submit to him, and his name is Jesus, he will come and abide with you and be closer than a friend, closer than a brother. He'll lead you away from all this evil. He'll lead you away from all this disaster. He'll lead you away from the pit of hell, The, the edge, the cliff that drops you into the lake of fire. He doesn't want you there. It was created for the devil and his angels, and so many people are following them right in. That's not meant to scare you or, or whatever. Because look, the, the first thing we don't get saved just to stay away from that place called the lake of fire, or the common vernacular is hell. We don't. You don't get saved. You know, run down to the front of the church because of that. Now that is part of it, I'm sure, because it's in our minds of what a horrible place that must be. We've heard it from the preachers so many times. But the truth of the matter is if you only get saved to stay from hell, you get saved for the wrong reasons. We get saved because we understand what Jesus has done. We get saved because we understand that he will come and comfort us through all the things that are on their way. You know, if you if you watch the news of any anybody anybody that watches the news here of late, uh there's nothing but bad stuff that seems like it's coming. You have uh I heard just the other day, you know, uh probably two days ago they were saying we have 25 days left of diesel fuel in this country and we're having trouble finding any foreign sources to help us out and we we have a leadership that is not doing the best it could for this nation and and they're going to let us if they let us run out of diesel fuel my friends it's going to be dark days are you ready for that or are you more worried about you know bumping up everything so you can have a good Halloween? Twenty-five days no diesel fuel. No diesel fuel will actually make it so that you don't. After a few days, there will be no gasoline. It is a diesel is a diesel loco, uh, diesel locomotive a diesel semi truck that brings the gasoline to the gas station. It's a diesel truck that brings it to the food to the Walmart. It's a diesel truck that brings you almost everything that you, uh, you touch or a, or a plane which runs on a version of a little bit more refined diesel jet fuel. When this stuff goes out, if it does, we better be praying that it does not. But if it does, this nation is going to be in a mess. They're already rationing fuel oil for people's homes on the East Coast. There's uh, over a million barrels, I believe, of diesel fuel or whatever the oil they need to re- in, in the strategic oil reserve. And from what I heard on the news, from a fairly good news guy that I like to hear me talk about, Tucker, all the time, that would last six hours, and it would be gone. Six hours. Folks, we are we are on the precipice of something. This nation is in big, big, big trouble if that happens. And let's pray that it does not. I don't want to see that happen because I don't believe there's a lot of people that are ready and we're rolling into a winter where people need that fuel oil. And as far as that goes, you know, I, I have propane, but I don't know what the truck runs on that brings it no matter what it is unless it's propane that would be awesome then you know maybe I can still get a, a tank full but if it's a diesel or if it's gasoline and there's no diesel there won't be any gasoline before long oops so we are in something that uh you know that's that makes that makes all this look even darker doesn't it but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. You know, this, this holiday that they, it's not a holiday, you know, holiday, if you look at it, 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 it denotes holy day, you know, like, like Christmas, you, know, you can, you can, you can take that for what it's worth. And you know a lot of people are anti Christmas, anti Easter and all that. Look, just, Understand that there's a uh, there's good that you can do on all these days, whether you like them or not. Have a chance to be with family. But here's the thing this is not a holy day or holy day, this is an unholy day. And I know what it says in the Psalms this is a day that the Lord has made. We need to be happy and rejoice in it. I know I've paraphrased, but that's okay. This is a day the Lord has made, but Satan is hijacking it. The God of this world does all that he can to hijack every day that he possibly can. The Joshua twenty-four. Joshua twenty-four, he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Are you going to serve the gods on the other side of the uh the flood that your fathers served? Your fathers served. Sorry, I had to bend over for a second. Are you going to serve those gods which were evil, which were the demonic? Or are you going to serve the god of our fathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? That's Joshua speaking. Read Joshua 24. Let that sink into you just how he does it. You'll notice in a lot of that he uses the pronoun I talking about speaking in the stead of God throughout. It's, a, it's like a sermon. And it rolls down to what, you know, the Baptist and all the other ones love to use as their altar call. This is the altar call. Choose you today. Choose today. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to just turn the light out and say, I'm not, I'm not getting involved with Halloween today? I'm going to just say, you know, on that, are you going to flip the light on and get all happy? Oh, look at the little goblins and ghouls. Dress up the kids, take them out. You know, again, is it is it going to send you on the hot rails to hell? I don't think so. But do we want to serve God, or? Every once in a while, is it okay to go ahead and play around with the demonic side, the devil? I don't believe so. I'm not doing it. I I beg of you not to. Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9. We're going to read, and then I'm going to say goodbye. I've, I've hammered this long enough. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on those things. That's verse 8. Those things, verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, as Paul wrote, do and the God of peace shall be with you. Can you ask for anything better than that? So just think about what goes on here. Think about, you know, even though, oh, well, you know, it's not going to hurt me. Don't, Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. When we get involved in this mess, it does that. Grieving the Holy Spirit vexing the holy spirit my goodness you don't want to do that he lives within you christian he's there to help you stay away from the things that can hurt you the things that can drag you down till next time tom richmond on october 31st 2022 with the international ministry of removing confusion i pray that i've helped do that today till next time goodbye
0: With a and the heavenly home yeah, yeah. Sing it now. My holy father Well he's made me his own And I'm washed by his blood And I'm clothed in his love And someday I'll sing